to be a slobber knocker. As they say, anything can happen on WrestleOst. Welcome to WrestleOst Falls. Hello, everybody, and welcome to WrestleOst. Um, it's been very interesting. There's been a lot of shit being talked ever since last weekend. So to get it going, here's Johnny. Okay, uh, just a, a, a few uh, notes from uh, the Battle and Ballet show last week, which we we live-streamed on, on Twitch and Facebook and for a while on, and, uh, on YouTube. If you saw it on YouTube, hopefully you saw it live because it was taken down right after. <laughs> it uh, sure was. <laughs> but it's okay. We understand. Uh, but anyway, so in the crowd was uh well bailey was there she was hiding under a mask but she eventually took off the mask because she got so excited in, into the uh, mercedes uh, Kyrie match and uh and um, uh mercedes she did the the bailey the belly on on Kyrie and that got the fans chanting for bailey uh, others in the crowd were uh Scott Demore of Impact, uh, Lars Fredrickson of, of Rancid, and, and interestingly enough, sitting next to Lars was CM Punk. Hmm. He was in the crowd as well. Yeah, and and with and without a sling. Yeah, it's. Uh, I heard about CM Punk being there. I, I, I the first time I heard about it, I was like, "Are we sure? Do we have physical evidence that he's there?" Because yeah. not not that I doubt anyone, but I, I have to see it, see something to believe it. But so many people were talking about it that it had to be true. Also, uh, Naomi and Tamina were there as well. Uh. But yeah, uh, it's starting to look more promising that CM Punk gonna be gonna be back in AEW, which uh, brings me to to the AEW Fight Forever game, which is taking forever to come out. Uh, it was delayed the first time after Brawl Out because they wanted to remove CM Punk's image from the cover. And now it's being delayed even more because they were trying to get the rating to a teen level. Because <laughs> at first, I, I, this game actually had a would would have had an M rating because I've heard it described as uh, as some matches like a exploding bar barbed wire death match and an unsanctioned match would leave the ring looking like a murder scene. <laughs> Show you, show you how it. how intense this game is going to be. Uh, I've heard different things of when it's actually going to come out. I've heard some people say it's not going to come out till the end of the year in December. But also, I, I know someone 
was talking about seeing it on BestBuy.com release date of March 31st, which is only about two weeks after WWE releases 2K23. So if that date is true, I need AEW to announce that date so that way people who were thinking of getting 2K23 might want to change their minds because I know if that's the date that they're they're going out with, I'm going to change my mind. Actually, uh, it's, it's been in my in my uh, Amazon pre-order since last August, so so I'll, I'll I'll get it either way. Yeah, if if the release date is two weeks after two K twenty three comes out, I'm not buying two K twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> but if if I do have to wait for that December release date. I don't think I can go a whole year without trying out a new game as far as wrestling. So I don't know, man. I don't want to. I don't want 2K23 is not on the top of my list of games to buy. Yeah, especially did you see who the uh, the pre order bonus was? No. <laughs> if you pre order, you get to play as Bad Bunny. Fuck it, not buying it. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care that much. Not buying it. That the, the, yeah, that's that's what Michael Cole was advertising on Raw the tonight. Or on SmackDown last night. Is there any way of deleting him? Delete. <laughs> I mean you could wait till it comes out on the day and you you, you don't get him. He's only a pre-order bonus. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that. Fuck it. If if I do buy it, it's not going to be through pre-order, so I wouldn't get him anyway. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> already starting off like, and I already feel the blood boiling a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the uh, the last couple weeks we were we've been expecting to see uh, Trish on on Raw to accompany Lita uh, to uh, to go along with Becky Lynch against Damage Control. Uh, she was in the building for Raw in, in Ottawa this last week, but they changed the creative plans changed and she left uh, she left the building. What I'm hearing is that she's maybe getting to do a storyline that she's been wanting to do for some time. And that's a Trish heel turn. So also uh, for this Monday's Raw in, in Michigan, uh, it's been advertised that uh, Ronda Rousey will, will be on the show as well. So um, I'm not sure what to expect. I don't know if because uh, Lita and Becky are going to face damage control for the, the tag titles. So I don't know if uh, if Shayna and Ronda are going to challenge for them, or if that's when that's when Charlotte comes or uh, Charlotte Trish comes out and we get the heel turn. You know, there's there's lots of possibilities there. Yeah one of one of the things I heard today is that some people are speculating that when Trish comes out. 
it's going to be a heel turn, like you said, and that she's going to actually help damage control retain. Right. And so what we might get at Mania, we might get uh, Shayna and Ronda versus damage control. And then we might get, and then get Becky and uh, Becky and Lita against Trish and Bailey. Yeah. That's what I heard today. I, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Because as, as much as I like the women's division and the single storylines they have going on, you throw in Lita and Trish into the mix. Yeah. And I'm going to love it even more. So, because I'm not too hyped on the two women's title matches for, for uh, Mania. I know, I know they want, they're trying to push Charlotte and Rhea to, to main event night one. So. I am more interested in Charlotte Rhea than I am. Yeah. The Bianca match. Yes. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah. For that match, I, I just want Oscar to win. Yeah. But then yeah. I've also heard that night one could also be main evented. By uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Usos for the tag titles. If that's the way they decide to go, because this week kind of fed into that a little bit more, yeah. but it could still go either way. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, Jeff Fahari's. Case his DUI case has officially closed. With uh, he's he's had uh, several penalties levied on, levied on him. He spent uh, I believe it was thirty eight days in jail. He's his driver's license has been suspended for ten years. His cars was impounded for three months. He had the uh, uh, interlocking device on his car for, uh, for two years. Uh, he's had to do community service. So, I, I mean, I, and, and also obviously attend rehab, which he's, he's done. I, I actually think he, he got out pretty easy, really. I mean... Even with all the things you just listed there, yeah, I think he did get off pretty easy. Because if that would have been anybody else, it would have led to jail time. Yeah. So the fact that he just got community service, his car's impounded, and his license suspended for 10 years, it sounds like a lot, but it isn't considering what it could have been. And the fact that he can return to do some wrestling after rehab, it, it's something that he should do. And I think he's yeah. working towards it. I, I think we could see him after, after Revolution. Yeah, a lot of people are focused on the fact as to when he's going to be back. But I'm not so focused on that. I just want him to get through rehab first right. and get himself right. And then we'll worry about when he can return. 
But until then, that's not my focus. Right. When he does return, I, I, yeah, I need him to get back together with Matt. I need them to get Matt out of this whole firm storyline. Yeah, I, I think that's dragging out too long. Yeah. Just because of the whole Jeff Hardy situation, but you, you can't control that, man. Right. Coming up in the month of May, after Mania, WWE have two pay-per-views planned for, for May, or two premier live events. So May 6th is Backlash, which this year is going back to just regular Backlash. No more WrestleMania Backlash. And then May 27th, which is Memorial Day weekend, on that Saturday, which is the day before Double or Nothing, we're going to get the King slash Queen of the Ring premium live event, which we haven't had one of those since 2002. So it's it's about time they brought that back. Yeah, I'm glad that's going to be a premium live event again. As long as they do it right and the winners actually mean something, I'll be fine with it. But I'll, I'll wait and see until they actually do it. But as, as long as like they get title shots or something out of it, that's all I want to see. I want it to be what it used to be. And I'm hoping that's what it's going to be now that it's going to have its own night. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So to, to end the news on, the, on a, a, a funny note here, did you hear the Undertaker talking about uh, how he he had his, his nose broken broken by, by an ass? Who did? The Undertaker. Had it broken by an ass? Yes. So I I, I can't remember the, the exact details of when it took place, but this is back when, when in his career. So he was wrestling Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio did a move off the top rope where he was supposed to land on the Undertaker's stomach or mid, mid-section, but instead landed on his face, ass first, and broke his nose. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, a broken nose sucks. We yeah. all know that from we from what we've seen with and, Britt Baker and with Becky Lynch. And Undertaker was quoted as saying that that he he has he has a bony ass. <laughs> so so here here's here's where my mind went as soon as you said broken nose. I assumed it was from an ass. But if it was going to be anybody's ass, it's going to be Rikishi, dude. <laughs> that's so a stink face or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where I, where I thought you were going. With yeah. I, 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 as soon as you said that shit, the first thing that popped into my mind, it was like, how many, I wonder how many noses Rikishi broke. <laughs> you, you know how uh, Jeff Cobb's finisher is called the Tory, the, the Island? 
Yeah. I think Rikishi should change his to the Tour of the Asshole. <laughs> tour of the Asslands? Because that bitch is big. <laughs> yeah. Look, man. Under Undertaker's doing this run right now where he's telling a whole bunch of stories. Yeah. Like a one-man show type of thing. Yeah. I, I hope we're able to maybe do that shit one day. Yeah, it's, it's if he part comes of, around here. Part of his, his his legacy contract. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping we'll get a show sometime I'll, somewhere around. Or here. when he's done, they need to put one of them on Peacock or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like they did with Mick Foley. Yeah, pretty yeah. sure they will. But if oh, we yeah, can see that shit good. live, that would yeah. be great too. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, also the first name of this year's, the headliner for this year's Hall of Fame class has been revealed to be Batista. He was supposed to go in in 2020, but because of the pandemic, that those 20 and, and 21 were, were combined and he wasn't able to make it. So he, he said that he mentioned on Twitter back then that he would get it at a later date. And it's, it's now it's been confirmed. That he'll be going in the Hall of Fame. I mean, good on him. I think he was decent at what he did. <clears throat> Triple H definitely helped him out by having him in Evolution. Yeah. There has to be someone bigger, though. Like, he can't be the headliner. Yeah. Because that that is one of the rumors I have heard. Is that he's gonna be the headline, but I think we need someone else. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get other other people eventually. Yeah, I I know we'll get many many people in there, but he can't be like the highlight of the night. There has to be someone else. But yeah, there's still time, so we'll wait and see in these next couple of weeks because WrestleMania is creeping up, man. Yeah. So. And there's a few more names finally to conclude that that WWE <laughs> was uh, is looking to either debut or bring back. I know we've mentioned Jay White and Kota Bushi, which Jay White is probably going to mean the works. Uh, also, they're, they're looking to bring back well, from what I hear, it's already done deal. Eric Young is coming back. Um, mm. Matt Cardona may come back soon. Uh, AOP, uh, Authors of Pain, may come back with Paul Ellering. In fact, Paul Ellering is, is trying to uh, is negotiate their deal with WWE. Okay, so since, since you brought him up, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question, and there's a very obvious answer to it. If Eric Young is coming back, what would he do? I I think we're we're coming we're gonna be heading towards the sanity reunion because on Monday on on Raw, Nikki mentioned to, to Candace that all her friends are gone. She was talking about uh, sanity. So I think you bring back Eric, Eric Young and Killing Dane and even Alexander Wolf. 
Yeah. That would be what I would think would happen. But some some people and this could be just this could be something. This could be nothing. The Firefly Funhouse that happened on SmackDown. They are saying that the voiceover sounded like Eric Young. Hmm. Again, could be that they just used him to do yeah. the voiceover. Could be no connection at all. Could right. be like, hey, he's available. Let's use him for it. Nobody's going to notice. But people noticed <laughs> that it sounded like him. So I'm not saying it is him or that it isn't, but that's just what people are speculating now. So and as soon as they heard that, people immediately go to, okay, is Eric Young involved in the Wyatt Six? And if if he is, and you do want to do the Nikki thing with sanity and all that shit, could it be possible that Nikki is one of the white six instead of Alexa Bliss? Are you saying turn the, the sanity into the white white six? Yeah. yeah, it could be a part of it, and then when they break off. And do like their own tag stuff. It can be sanity, but as the group, they are like Wyatt Six. You know, yeah. It could be one of those things. But then again, it could be nothing. Like I said, <laughs> <laughs> that's just what I heard like an hour ago. So it was fresh in my mind. All right, that's the news for this week. All right. Well, now that we got the news in there, we're going to go ahead and dive into it because there could be a lot to talk about depending on what y'all choose. So to get his moment for WWE this week, I'm going to go over to Johnny and see what it is. So on Raw, the Sami Zayn open show, He and they're, they're still in Canada. Of course, he got a he got he got an ovation. Not not as long as uh, as uh, at Elimination Chamber, but but a pretty pretty good one. He came out. He called out Kevin Owens. Uh, I, I guess wanting to to thank him for for helping helping him out, even though it, even though it happened after the match, but he still helped him out at Elimination Chamber. Uh, so Kevin Owens came out, and you know, Sammy started say, saying, "Well, you know, if we're going to take down the bloodline, we need to, you know, we can't do it just just one of us. We it has to be both of us." Kevin Owens said that he he didn't do it to help Sammy; he did it to, for himself because because he was in a similar situation at at the Rumble, and. Pretty much, uh, Ko just said, "If if you want to take down the bloodline, why don't you talk to your friend Jay?" Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's interesting because the obvious story, at least 
or what we would think is obvious story they're leading to is the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin Owens. But I don't know, man. This could still branch off in many different ways. Yeah. Some are even saying it could be Sammy, Sammy and Jay versus Jimmy and Solo for Mania. <laughs> like doing the Usos split. I don't know. I don't know where my mind is on that yet. I know what I would want to see. But like we've said many times on here, there's what I want, and then there's what's going to happen. Where where would you see this going, Drew, if you had to make a choice? I really don't know. <laughs> it's still too it, it's still too early to tell. We still have five weeks till right. It's way too early. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It, there's there's just a lot out there to make us think of different scenarios that would make sense. But yeah, that bloodline Sami Zayn storyline is still what's dominating WWE right now, even with the way Elimination Chamber ended. Can't be too mad at it. I don't think Cody is going to get the backlash they think. So everything's going to work out. We just need to focus on these five weeks and see what the story ends up being. But well, because, because the fans are now they're starting to chant Sammy's name during during Cody's promos, and that's why they on on Raw they had to bring out uh, Paul Heyman so quickly because the fans were starting starting to chant for Sammy and and Kevin or I mean Cody and Paul had to had to. Talk to, through their promo just to keep the crowd from not not chanting. Told you, <laughs> they're, they're going to turn on Cody. <laughs> they they kind of like Kofi two three years ago. They don't want Cody right now. Everybody <laughs> wants Sammy. So if if they do the Sammy thing at WrestleMania. If somehow this is what it leads to, and they do the supposed triple threat match we have talked about before, and that a lot of people are talking about, not just us, people would still like it, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. It depends on who won. (laughs) It would have to be Sammy or Cody. Because oh, uh, yeah, people's just gonna riot until they get get what they want. And they want Sammy as their champion right now, <laughs> and and you don't want Roman to keep him, right? No, he's had no. it long enough. No, uh, you definitely don't want Roman keeping it, especially when you have two of the most credible over talent in WWE right now. But yeah, I would. If, if that's what's going to end up being the match at Mania, 
put it on Sammy over Cody. And then somewhere down the line, you can do the match where you split the titles. And and I, I think that, you know, Cody's, he's he's the one that uh, uh, that's getting the getting the bad end, telling the bad end of the stick, I guess, because while he was out with the injury, <laughs> Triple H created a monster. Yeah. In the, the storyline. Yeah. That that's why I was saying since since this match was set up for elimination chamber, you got to strike while the iron is hot. Because this it looks like the things with Sammy aren't going to cool down anytime soon. So, until it happens and until you get the title on him, they're they're just gonna hate whatever you do. I think in the end they're just gonna hate it. So unfortunately for Cody, it doesn't it doesn't look good if that's yeah. what they're gonna do. Yeah, it's 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 their own fault that <laughs> this is happening. So they need to notice what they have and capitalize on. It. But like we've said several times before this is a, a lot better than what what Vince would have done. Yeah. <laughs> Can't argue with that. So Hell yeah, yeah. man. Is this that... has actually happened before. <laughs> when the crowd has decided what happens at Mania. Yeah, yeah. With, with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, when Batista won the Rumble and Yeah. The fans didn't want that. They wanted Daniel Bryan. Yep. So yeah, they they just look, man. We all remember that time when Vince, Stephanie, Shane, they all came out to the ring, and they're like, "We are gonna be the ones to give the people what they want." And so far, it, it didn't work out. Make it work out now. Do this. Do this one thing right to start out with. So, me personally, I'd put it on Sammy at Mania if they were to spin it that way. But we'll see. There's like like Johnny said, there's still five weeks. So we'll see what they decide to come up with. So now that we yeah. got Johnny's moment in there, I'm gonna go over to Drew and get his moment for WWE. Well, let's just continue the storyline Johnny talked about on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jimmy shows up. No Jay. Uh, Paul tells Jimmy he needs to go out there and talk to Jay. Him and Solo will stay in the back. Then he gets a tweet from Roman. Roman tells him. Either you fix this this week, or I'll fix it next week when I'm there. <laughs> so Jay goes out, or Jimmy goes out. He calls out Jay. Well, Jay doesn't show up. Sammy does. They have a conversation. Uh, Sammy tells him, you know, remember, you made me the honorary oose. You were there the first day I showed up. You were the one that fought for me before Jay, before 
Paul, before Roman, you are the one that made me the honorary ace. And then he talks about how uh, when Roman turned on me, you took me down with zero hesitation. Jimmy, I have to let you know, that hurt me. <laughs> um, and then Jay talked about, you made the choice. And then the girl goes on and talks about how Roman's just manipulating everybody and you don't do that to family. Like Roman's been doing everybody. It was a pretty intense back and forth. <laughs> And then Jimmy just attacks it while they're both looking at Jay up in the stands because Jay shows up. He's up there. Jay makes it down to ringside, and that's when they go at it. Uh, Sammy gives Jimmy the Luva kick. Then Solo comes out and runs Jay off. So Jay's running up the aisle this way. Jimmy's standing there looking at him and looking at Jimmy in the ring. It's just... It left on a weird note. <laughs> and and then Sammy and Jay had a, shared a look. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think the reason, and I, I think it's pretty obvious, the reason it ended so awkwardly in a way is because of the text that supposedly Roman sent, sent yeah. Heyman earlier, where it said, if Jay doesn't handle this shit tonight, I'm going to come in next week and I'm going to have to handle it myself. Yeah. And we so, still haven't heard anything from Jay. He just showed up. No speaking, nothing. Yeah. So I think we're going to get a very pissed off Roman Reigns next week. Oh, of course we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's always on edge because of everything happening. But yeah, even more now. I think I think we're going to get a very ragey Roman Reigns next week. This this story yeah. has so many different layers to it. Yeah, and Sammy could actually convince both Usos to leave. We don't know. Yeah, instead of yeah. just Jay, could have convinced Jimmy <clears throat> and Jay to leave. because Jay kind of looked. I mean, Jimmy kind of conflicted a little bit when he talked about how. He had his back from the very beginning, so kind of looked conflicted like Jay did at the Rumble. Yeah. And then there's also the story they could play off still where Sammy helped Jimmy retain the titles. Yeah. That one time a couple of weeks back. Yeah. So when Jay got hurt. Yeah. yeah. So Sammy can be like, look, man, I recently had your back as well. So, yeah, there's the, like, like Johnny said, there's layers to this story. So, fuck yeah, man. Ne- next Friday, we're definitely going to have eyes on that. And, and again, like the two, you know, since Cody's on Raw, you get the. The Cody side of it on Mondays, and then you get the Sammy side of it on Fridays. Yeah, yeah, I I like that even more that we get some of it on Monday and then some of it on Friday, because that just reminds me of the continuity we used to have back in the day, where what happened on Raw would have a payoff and some sort of consequences 
on SmackDown. Yeah, because because this week on with Cody and and Paul's uh, promo, uh, it, it was from Paul. It was pre-tape, but he had the whole the neck brace, and he was selling the the stunner from that Kevin Owens gave him at the chamber. Yeah, Heyman's being put through it, man. I think out of everybody in the bloodline, he's probably going to be the one that comes out the most scarred from this. Because he's not a fighter, man. Yeah. So he he just gets caught in the crossfire, and yeah, fortunately he but has to deal with getting stunners and shit. He is he is a survivor. <laughs> yeah. So he he's been he's been involved some somehow in wrestling since he was fourteen years old. When he he used to just go to the gar- to the garden in New York and just take pictures. One of his, if you ever saw the the WWE story time, he tells a story of uh, of uh, uh, Freddie Blassie gave him a ride home one time, and it was it was uh, it was a scary ride because Blassie wasn't a good driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how Heyman ends up in this whole story. But yeah, he's been he's been put through it throughout the years, you know, managing Brock, managing KO, yeah. managing Cesaro. Yeah, like there's been a lot of shit he's done. So it, it's a good person to have working with the bloodline, but at the same time, <clears throat> like poor Heyman being beat up. <laughs> All right. So as far as my moment for WWE, I was a bit torn as to what to go with. So I'm going to have to bring both moments up, but I'm not going to focus. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on either or. I'm just going to split the time here real quick. The first one's going to sound a little bit weird because I am very anti-Charlotte Flair. (laughs) But I did find it funny when Dominic was cutting the promo with her. And I don't know. He was kind of like putting the moves on her awkwardly. And that's when Charlotte said, I have a real Latino man at home who calls me mommy with a much (laughs) thicker accent. But we knew what she meant. Yeah. And I find it funny that after the fact, Andrade posted a picture of him watching TV at home. And the caption was pretty much, Papi at home is what it was. (laughs) And also, Buddy Murphy tweeted out and he said, if Dom Dom keeps this shit up, I might have to teach him a lesson. (laughs) You know. Not that he's going to come over to WWE to do that shit anytime yeah. soon. But they're just playing off off of their real-life situations and relationships. So, And then what else did he... He said Rhea has a, has a puppy at home, too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that shit, too. Man, they're, it, it's all tied in. Everybody has a puppy and a mommy. <laughs> so, hell yeah. I found that shit funny as hell. And the other bit I wanted to touch on just because uh, 
Johnny agreed with me earlier today, and I want to get Andrew's thoughts on it. The Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> it was a bit much. It was, was confusing. all over the place. I'm glad you said that word. It was confusing. That is the it word that everybody's bringing up. What's the secret? <laughs> yeah. It's the, the secret is that Eric Young is Uncle Howdy. <laughs> I mean, it very big well enough to be Uncle Howdy. <laughs> Eric Young ain't big enough to be Uncle Howdy. <laughs> yeah, to me, like I told Johnny earlier today, coming from someone who backs Bray Wyatt and a lot of the stuff that he's done, I also have to keep it honest. And I did say I'm going to I'm going to let this play out and see where it goes because Bray Wyatt's storylines take time to build. But this one was just confusing. I had no idea what happened. <laughs> I've watched it one more time. Like I told you I was going to watch it again before we went live just to see if I could make sense of anything. Yeah. And I'm just as confused. Yeah, because it's like uh, he, it's like he he started off in in the production truck watching his his uh, own promo from last week, and then it turned into like like his own little channel. He had a, like a news segment with Uncle Howdy doing the weather, and he which had was a, funny. That was funny though. <laughs> there was a there was a game show called Can You Keep a Secret, and it's like here's <laughs> the lineup. Later, it's Can You Keep a Secret. And after that, it's can you keep a secret? And then tonight we have, can you? It's <laughs> like, what the hell? I mean, it's it's easy to get it. It's easy to keep a secret when we don't know what no, the what? fuck you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then and then it spliced, it spliced uh, lastly from Raw talking about he you, you know. It you know it doesn't matter if it's if it's Brock Lesnar or Bray Wyatt you know yeah look man we we all know the end game it's at least what we think we know is we, that the yeah. end game is this is the WrestleMania match being set up between Bray and Lashley and it's not the match we wanted I mean no, no offense to Lashley. Be- MVP came out this week on Raw, and he he said on behalf of Omos that he challenges Brock Lesnar to a match at WrestleMania. That's no, I'm not into that. That'll be a quick match, won't it? It should be. <laughs> I would hope so. Yes, I think I think I think Brock Lesnar can power him up for one F five, kind of like like Hogan slamming Andre, and just get over with. Watch it be the longest match of the night. <sighs> Take him to two suplex in three times. He'll be fine. He'll be done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would have been better Bray versus Brock. Yeah. I mean, that still would have been a pretty quick match. But at least they would be able to do more than Omos. You know? Yeah. And uh, But I think also with Bray and, and Lashley... You could bring out the Y6 and then 
Lashley could reunite with the Hurt Business. I did see something today that that they're uh, they're wanting to make Carmelo Hayes part of the Hurt Business. Are you going to bring in Trick Williams as well? Could be. I I would say if you're gonna get the hurt business back together, it needs to be like OG hurt business. But sure, if they want to bring in other people, fine. Well, yeah, but if you do it this way, you ain't gotta put MVP in the ring as much because you know he right. is getting old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. I guess, I guess for the sake of not having MVP in the ring at this age. I guess that could work, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I want to, and I've backed the whole Bray Wyatt Uncle Howdy thing, but this this week I was just confused. And a, a lot of people that I watch reactions on on a weekly basis said the same thing. They were also very confused with this, so. At least I, I at least I'm glad to know that I wasn't the only one. So ho- hopefully these next five weeks before Mania we get a clearer picture because this this was not it, unfortunately. So now that we've got our moments in there for WWE, I'm gonna go back to Johnny and get his moment for AEW. Okay, uh, another promo. This was this week's MJF and Daniel uh, Brian Danielson promo. Danielson came out first, and he was saying that that MJF is a, is a coward, which brought out MJF. And MJF told the story of, and and it turned out this was a true life story. That there was a woman that he he had told that he wanted to to spend his his life with her. He wanted to start a family. He wanted to have kids, and she left him. That was his uh, his fiance. They were engaged, but she she they they separated, and MJF started saying, "Well." You know, after that happened, I, I just felt like felt like taking a fistful of pills and ending it all. He said, "But what what keeps me going is the AEW title or the the Triple B, as he calls it." At uh, you know, telling Danielson that he's you know he he's got it made. You know, he's got a wife and two kids. Uh, but he's also had the most concussions of any wrestler that uh, every time he steps in the ring he he puts uh wrestling first before his family and then he MJF said that you you're no better than than your uh I forget how you put it his your 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 drug addicted friend William Regal the first time brought up Regal's name since he left the company. Uh, and then uh, the MJF, 
he he looked into the camera and he had a message for for Brian's kids and he called them out by by their names. He said for for Birdie and for for Buddy. And he said basically he said that he's gonna he's gonna send send a data home with an early onset case of CTE. And he couldn't even get the entire CTE out because that's when uh, Danielson they started brawling in the ring. And then they had to separate. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that uh, that was basically the the promo. Yeah, I really like the realism in stories, yeah. and this is something that we brought up in the last couple of months because there's been a lot of realism mixed in with storylines and i don't know if this is if we're being worked or if all of this is real with mjf and his fiance slash ex-fiance whatever's actually going on there it's just so good but so odd at the same time <laughs> because I still see her on Twitter and she's still selling off like her MJF art, her paintings that she does. <laughs> and it just feels a little weird seeing all that, man, knowing, knowing the promo that MJF threw out there and not knowing whether he's ever going to be a married man like Danielson and have kids. I, I said that once, I said this once before a couple of weeks back. How dare you try and humanize MJF <laughs> and make us relate and make us feel for what he's going through? And here they are doing it again. Yeah, not me. <laughs> like the like the crowd started chanting when he told that story. You deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But look, look. Then the crowd realized what was happening, <laughs> and, and then they, they started immediately the shut that shit down. And they started. They started the what chance? Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's it's a hell of a story to be telling. <clears throat> I was and just thinking, lucky lady. She got out of it when she could. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because from what I've, I've seen, you know, MJF is always on, whether he's in, he's in in the ring or or out of the ring. He's always MJF. Yes, he's not ever just Max. Yeah, <laughs> I, and and that I don't know, man. If if that's the like real thing where he can never disassociate like the character from him being an actual person I mean props for being able to do that but you have to be human as well so like live your life man don't don't let what you're job is as much as you'd love to be a professional wrestler 
don't let that shit consume everything. And it's like I said, I don't know if this is real or not, if they truly are broken up or what the fuck, but they're doing a hell of a, they're telling a hell of a story. So it's, it's not quite bloodline level storyline yet, but it's very damn good. So. Uh, I, I, I have to agree. Not, <laughs> it, it, it has a long way before it's bloodline levels. <laughs> yeah, but it has a good foundation to get there. Yeah, if they decide to take it that far, it's going to take a lot of work. But they have a good foundation. Well, the match is already going to be next weekend. So. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know if that would be the end of it. Right. Like, who knows how that's going to play out? Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and get his moment for AEW this week. Uh, I think I'm going to start with the kickoff match for Dynamite. Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> <laughs> Which in itself was a great match. These two are two of the young upcoming names in the company. Uh, but my favorite part of the match <laughs> was Claudio coming out and slapping the hell out of Yuta when he was <laughs> like he was being soft. <laughs> yeah. Yuta doing more kill tactics. And then after he lost, he refused to I guess shake his hand or give the hug to Orange Cassidy, when Claudio caught him to the back, people are saying this is a heel turn for Blackpool Combat Club. They've always been heels. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they? It's just the heels we like. They, right. <laughs> it, yeah, it's kind of like, like Stone Cold. Yeah. yeah. Like he did, like Stone Cold would do everything for uh, trying to piss us off. Yeah. They do stuff but we that bills do, but we love them as their characters. Yes. When Stone Cold would come out and be like, I'm going to stump a mud hole and all your favorite superstars and whoever you're a fan of. And they were like, yeah, but we think you're badass, so we're going to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so how, like, how can this be a heel turn when they've already always been heels? <laughs> yeah. I don't. He got the win, kept his title. And now he's fighting Big Bill for it next week. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think there is anything that I could think of that the Blackpool Combat Club could do to make us hate them. Uh, If you had to choose. Yeah, like, there is. Blackpool Combat Club to focus on one person that you think would make us think, oh, okay, they've gone full heel. Who well, I was going to say, I was going to say if if they would have turned on Regal. No, I don't think that would even do it. Hmm. But I do have a name that probably could if they all attacked Jungle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would be mad at that. 
I don't think so either. I because the, don't get me wrong, Jungle Jungle Boy is great. Now, now, if they're doing it like one one on one, like you did one on one against Jungle Boy and he beats him up, that's fine. But if all th- four of them attack him at once by himself, yeah, that would be different. You know what I'm saying? But they don't do that. They don't use. They don't use the numbers game. Not yet. I don't think I've ever seen them use the numbers game. Anything they, they'll do is one possible. On one, just beat the hell out of somebody by yourself. So. Yeah. Yeah. But if they wanted to go full heel, they could do that. That would be the way of doing it. It's like targeting someone and using the numbers game against them. I just don't think Jungle Boy is the guy. Who is then? Who's the most Johnny, you, you got anybody in mind that... that like, like, who's more loved than Jungle Boy in this company right now? More love. I still don't think that would do it. Yeah, I don't think that would work he's either. Too big. Yeah. I think young, Jungle Boy, because he's, he's a little guy. Yeah. And he's probably the most loved. Uh, I have one. But there would be he he would have to be more active in the ring for it to work. But uh, even if they do it right now. What about Hook? But Hook is a badass. Hook could probably take half of them out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think that would work either because Hook is just gonna Fucking retaliate. <laughs> okay, I have one name. But like I said, he would need to be more active in the ring. Or at least after the attack, be more active in the ring. Because of revenge. Danhausen. Everybody loves Danhausen. Yeah. And how dare you hurt him? I was also going to say um, Fuego del Sol. <laughs> I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't give two shits about I would, that. I care less. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, we haven't seen him on TV in a long time. Yeah. I think if, 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 if Blackpool Combat Club like, goes four-on-one against Danhausen, and just yeah. leaves them a bloody mess. That's when people would be like, "Ah, oh, you crossed the line now." Yeah, and then it, and you start a, a best friends BCC feud. Yeah, that how uh, that would be one way to fucking go. And then you bring you bring out evil Dan Allen. Yeah, see, it writes itself. It could be a great story to tell if they ever truly wanted to make us think of BCC as heels. That's the way I would do it. See, and 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 the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards came out and they named Tony Khan Booker of the Year. I just thought of that shit on the fly. We Call should be Bookers of the Year, damn it. Booker of the Year, bitch. <laughs> and- and I have to disagree with Tony Khan being Booker of the Year for the third the third year in a row. 
Uh, and for, I have to disagree. And for the fourth year in a row, he's promoter of the year. I have to disagree. <laughs> Anybody that makes Jade Cargill 53-0 and 0 and still champion, <laughs> no, they cannot be booker of the year. Screw that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, so if, if, if he's not booker of the year, then who is? Because I don't think it's fair to call Triple H booker of the year as well. I mean, the, that's booker pretty much... New, the booker of New Japan. Give it to him. <laughs> Gato, fair enough. Gato. I don't know who runs it, but whoever runs New it's, Japan, it's, give it to him. It's, it's uh, Gato. Yeah. So yeah. Gato should have been booker now, of the Tony year. Tony might be, uh, what was the other one? Promoter of the year? Yes, he does promote his still weapon. He can't yeah. be booker. Not with Jake Cargill being 53-0 and and still champion. And, and I'm sorry. And, and I don't think he would do Triple H as well because even yeah. people who are actively who actively liked <clears throat> Bianca Belair are now saying, okay, this title this title run has gone too long. Bianca is the Jake Cargill of WWE. Yeah. No. no. Ooh, she at least has agreed. She at least has a loose set. At, at, Nia, as J- far as, Nia Jax is the Jake Cargill or <laughs> as far as, me. as I mean, I, I was talking as far as title work. No, because Bianca at least loses sometimes. Even when it's not a title match, she loses sometimes. She gets pinned. Jade's never been pinned, ever, in her whole freaking career at AEW. Don't make sense. In a singles match, I think she did in in the tag match once. No. The only, the only loss they have her recorded as in the thing we looked up was the Battle Royal. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what it was. The one Because I remember we had the discussion of whether it was a tag match or Battle Royal, and we figured it out. It was Battle Royal. It was the Battle Royal that Ruby yeah. won. Yeah. It was the, her only loss. All right. Now I remember now that you brought that up. That but we they did don't have that, that as a loss because she wasn't pinned or she wasn't disqualified. None. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Well, like we do, sometimes we take off and talk <laughs> about other things. But yeah, which uh, I mean, we were going to bring those awards up anyway. Yeah, we were. <laughs> as, as you can as, tell, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah. As far as my moment for the week, the reason I'm going with this is because it could be either really, really good or really, really bad. So I want to, even though we did talk about it a little bit throughout the week after we heard of it, I want to get your thoughts on it now that it's been a couple of days since the big announcement. (laughs) So starting in March, Following Dynamite, we are going to get a third hour, technically, of AEW TV. But it's going to be called AEW All Access. And just from the name itself, I am hoping that what we are going to get is more of a back 
a backstage look at how AEW is run, is ran, and the lead up to pay per views that has been said that's something they're going to focus on. Uh, the comeback from injuries is something I would tell as well. Even though it's not directly wrestling, focus on the wrestling backstage side of it. Because the names we have heard that are going to be most involved with this are Adam Cole, Britt Baker, The Young Bucks, and Eddie Kingston. I don't think I'm missing anyone. I think those are the only ones they discussed Yeah. so far. Obviously, we're going to get more, more cameos here and there because they have a lot of talent. But those are the main ones they're going to focus on. A lot of people seem to think that this could go down the route of Total Divas, Total Bellas, hmm. where they focus on relationships and drama and all this other bullshit. That I don't think this show needs. They do that. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it focuses just on the backstage and how stuff is ran in AEW, I'm in. Th- That's the yeah. stuff I want to watch. I think they mentioned Brett and Adam Cole because of his what he's what he's going through to come back. Yeah. As far as his mental, mental and physical. Yeah, and that's fine. I think that's why they mentioned them too. I'm fine with that because it was a serious thing that he went through. So to show his road back to getting in the ring, which the night that this show debuts, he did say that that's when he's going to have his first in-ring. his in-ring day, his in-ring return. So I'm hoping that's that's what this is going to focus on, but. I just want to get more of your guys' thoughts on it. I know you already said that if it's anything but like backstage and everything that goes on there, you're out. But what would you all like to see from it? Uh, I mean, pretty much what you said, just a backstage look behind the scenes. If it could be like backstage, how the show works, what they do to prepare for a show. Injury rehab, and maybe every once in a while a mini, mini kind of biography on a certain wrestler. Like each week, they have a biography, a small fifteen-minute segment on a wrestler's background and coming up. That'd be cool too. Yeah, because like, the the other thing like they one could week also you can have like what Sammy Guevara went through to get get to get to where he is now. Yeah. Every week you do a different wrestler. And like some weeks it could be a team, like the Young Bucks, because you know their their story is pretty much the same as yeah. my, my, uh, Nick and Matt's story is the same. You're not going to separate those two and give them two different backstories, but do yeah. those two together. And like the other thing I think they could focus on right now, which I think you would really enjoy as much as I would, just because we miss her so much is Chris Statlander's recovery. Yeah. Like they could, they could have a camera. They could have had a camera crew 
following her around and just showing how that's going. You know, obviously you can't you can't document everything. Right. But the big steps into her return, that would be something you would want to have on record. And and now that kind of like WWE did recently before the rumble with Cody's injury. Yeah. And and now that's the name I'm hearing that might might beat Jay Cargo is Chris Santland. Please. Please. Can you Hurry imagine up, how can you imagine how crazy Andrew and I would go if, <laughs> if, if Chris Statlander beats Jade Cargill? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, uh, I didn't know. I don't think this was the big announcement that people were thinking about whenever, no. No. whenever Tony said there was a big announcement this week. But I had this... two thoughts. <laughs> okay, what were your two thoughts? One, he was going to announce what they're going to do with the ROH tag teams titles. Okay. That was my first thought. My second was, oh, God, CM Punk's suspension is up. <laughs> <laughs> that was my two thoughts when I heard yeah. the announcement. I mean, it could have been other things. Yeah, CM Punk was coming back. Maybe he was going to announce about, about the video game. Maybe he secretly made that that deal to buy WWE. I I, I want that deal to happen. <laughs> but yeah, to to just focus on this show as it it, it could either pay off really well or it's going to be a complete bust. But a lot of people seem to think that if they do go the total divas, total Bellas route, that it's going to bring in a completely different audience that necessarily isn't focused or has eyes on AEW right now. Ladies, they're talking to you. (laughs) To all of those that watch like the Kardashians. Yeah. I mean, look, the more eyes you get on AEW, the better. It's just going to help them grow. Not necessarily. If this, because when people said that, this could be a way to bring those that fan base in. I don't know if it would necessarily pay off in the way they think it would. Imagine if we go to whenever they come back to Garland. If we go and instead of the hardcore loud crowd that we had last time, we just got a whole bunch of females in there like with signs saying I love you, Jungle Boy and Hook and shit like that and just I don't know, man. I don't want the environment to change. That's why I'm scared if that's what that show is going to be. I don't know. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have to see what these first couple of episodes are like, but I'm I'm hoping it's more on the backstage side of things. 
does. Last thing we need is another Total Divas, Total Bellas type of show. Just just go to Peacock and watch the reruns of that shit. Pretty yeah. sure you've already forgotten what it's about and what everything happens on there anyway. <laughs> like I said before, I only I watched the first episode of Total Bellas and now is it. John Cena was being too much of a douche. Hey, you watched more than I did. <laughs> With all all his all his strict ass house rules. Yeah. I I think that is the only episode I watched because someone I know tried to get me into it. And I'm just like, but I don't want to. But she was like, do it for me, and I'm a guy, so we all know what my intentions were. So I'm like, sure, but I have to come over to your place and watch it. And, you know, Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I watched the episode. All, all I'm going to say is win-win. You got me to watch it. I have to go into details on the other one. But... Yeah, I, I just that's the last thing I wanted to be. So we'll we'll see. I I have hopes for it, but I'm not holding my breath on it either. So yeah, out out of all the moments I could have chosen that week, that's what I went with, just because I think there's potential there. But I'm still afraid. So. All right, so now that we've gone through our moments of the week, I'm not I'm not going to focus too much on it. I'm just going to throw out a couple of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards, yeah. and I'm going to see if y'all agree or not, because it focuses on both wrestling and MMA, but I, I know... MMA is not your thing as as much as wrestling is. So I'm just going to focus on the wrestling side of things. For Wrestler of the Year, taking the top spot, John Moxley. Yeah, uh, I, I, I did see that, and really, it was only a it was a two two person race between Moxley and Roman Reigns. Uh, but Moxley got it at the end. I did take uh, take a look at the top ten, and even though even though he's been he's been out since brawl out, CM Punk was number eight on that list. Why? <laughs> and Brian Dan <laughs> Brian Danielson was number ten on that list. How? How the hell is he not number three? <laughs> or two? <laughs> okay, he, here's what I'm gonna say before. Before we move on, a lot of people are having issues with the results yeah. of these awards. So if you feel slighted in any way, like you just did with CM Punk at 8, but yet Danielson at 10, it, it you have justified anger because you are not the only one that has issues with the way some of these turned out. So, yeah, John Moxley, 
definitely deserves it just because of how he put AEW on his back when they needed it the most. So yes. I agree he, with that one. And he defended that championship, what, 30 times in a month? Yeah. It seemed like it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Put respect like on his defending it every week. Yeah. Something put Roman respect. didn't do. Yeah, put respect on that man's name. We definitely do. All right. For most outstanding wrestler, Will Ospreay took the top spot. But in a close second, Brian Danielson. I can. That's either way, one, two, two, one. Yeah. It's, it's, It's the top of the top. So. We're, we're glad Danielson is there as well. And we all know how talented Will Ospreay is. So, yeah. uh, for tag team of the year, I agree with the top three. Yeah. Number uh, one, uh-huh. FTR. Yeah. Yeah. Two, of course, the Briscoes. Yeah. Like that could have been either way. Yes. Yeah. Because they're just as great, both of them. Let, let me guess who number three is, because I didn't look at that. Okay. The, the Usos. No. No? Gun Club. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Not the ass, the ass voice. I, I had to. I had to throw it out there. Come on, that's funny. Not the ass voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, number three is the Young Bucks. Okay. Which, fair enough. Yeah. Like, they they deserve it. they deserve to be in top three for sure. Uh, best on interviews, number one, MJF. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Because you can you uh, I'm assuming they they also put promo and and as part of that category, interview slash promo. So yeah, it, it's it's all the same in my eyes. Whether you're doing an interview or a promo, they're not that different. So. Some interviews are from. Yeah, I'm actually looking at them right now, too. Yeah. I put Seth up there, too. Yeah, Seth should have been up there. I'm only getting the top three here. So it's MJF, second is John Moxley, third is CM Punk. I'm I'm on Wikipedia, so I'm I'm only getting number one. And for promotion of the year, of course, number one, AEW. Look, before you say anything, this is what I'm going to say. Biggest storyline this year, last year, whatever you want to call it, year before that, biggest storyline is the bloodline. But all around, better promotion is AEW. I don't know that I agree. Really? <laughs> really. Ever since Triple H took taken over, I don't know if I agree with that. But I guess it's for the whole year, so you have to include the first half of the year. So Yeah, and WWE wasn't consistently good. Right. The biggest problem I have with AEW is on TV, we get one or two, one women's match per show. Yeah. And I hate that. Come on, you got to feature your women more, dude. 
Yeah. I know they do on Dark and Dark Evolution, but your average fan's not going to watch all that. They're just going to watch what's on TV. <laughs> That's my biggest knockdown of AEW. They focus too and much on the admit, men and not enough are... on the women. And you, you have to admit, though, that they are taking steps towards fixing that lately. No, they're still doing one match per show. But like they've they had more, match. like, but they have, they've had more backstage promos, stuff like right. that going to build towards that, things. But they need more than one match per show. I'm telling you, <laughs> if you don't have matches, backstage promos aren't that big. You know what I'm saying? I get you. you it's it's going to take some show. work still. But I could see what they are trying to do to work towards it, is all I'm saying. Agree to disagree, I guess. So I'm looking at at the list, and not only did John Moxley win Best Wrestler of the Year, he also won Best Best Brawler of the Year, which is Bruiser Brody. He every match he has. (laughs) It's the Bruiser Brody Memorial Award. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. He bleeds, he bleeds every, every match. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He made himself bleed this week just, just for the sake of bleeding. Look, man, if I was in that spotlight and I was getting the amount of money that Moxley is, I would bleed every single week. Yes. Yeah. I, I would. So. Even if the camera does catch you bleeding sometimes. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, best weekly TV show. Number one, Dynamite. Number two, SmackDown. Number three, Rampage. I would. I don't know about putting Rampage that high. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the like. I agree I with Dynamite. Raw. I would put Raw before Rampage. I agree with Dynamite and SmackDown because Dynamite's consistently good. SmackDown has the majority of the Bloodline storyline. So that's why that's at number two. But I would have put Raw at three. Yeah. Or at least put Raw before Rampage. Just because they also have Bloodline stuff. In fact, I would put... Even I don't watch it, I would put Impact over Rampage. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's a, that's what I'll leave that at. For match of the year, <clears throat> number one, taking the number one spot, Okada versus Will Ospreay. Yes, in Tokyo. Yes, that's the the finals of of the G one from twenty twenty two. That was yeah. a, that was an awesome match. And number two, FTR versus Briscoes in Arlington. I probably would have reversed those. I probably would have put uh, the double dog collar match number one and then the the G1 match number two. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I agree with you. I would have switched that as well. And taking the third spot, (laughs) Okada versus Osprey, also in Tokyo. So the first one is from 818. This one's from the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So they're counting January 2? Yeah. Yeah. This is all from last year. Well, no, but January's this year, not last year. Well, no, they're counting January 
2022. Oh, okay. that was yeah. from, and in fact, you say on the fifth, so that was from from the New Year's Dash. That was in Wrestle Kingdom. I thought it was the January from 2023. Oh. <laughs> no, no. I, in fact, I think we've already seen match of the year so far. And <laughs> and Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Omega. Hell yeah. I don't think we've seen it yet. Well, so far. So far. So far. Yeah. So far. We still have 10 more months. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For United States Canada MVP, number one, Moxley. Again, yes. Uh, number two, I don't know how y'all feel on it. Roman Reigns. I would have no. I would have put Sami Zayn. I would have put Sami yeah. ahead of Roman. And number three, I get it, but again, a little bit of a question mark on there. Chris Jericho. I don't know. I think I think Chris Jericho's had his day. Yeah. Right. Like. As good as JAS was at the beginning, I think their better days are behind them. They're stuck well, on the same loop right now. I think, in general, Chris Jericho's days were are long behind him. Yes, yeah. their better days. When they're doing jokes with the impractical jokers as part of their storyline, the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't agree with the. And the number whole two and three spots. JAS is feuding with Ricky Starks and on Action Andrade. I know they're trying to make these two kids stars and they're it's working, but they're just not top tier. Yeah. And and then all of JAS's feuds last forever. Like the feud they had with the Blackpool Combat Club. That and, and and Kingston that took forever. Yeah, yeah, I I don't agree with it. So <clears throat> that's gonna again. That's why people are having issues with this list. Yeah, I would so, want Mox and then Sammy. Yeah, yeah, that's how I would have done it. Uh, MVP for Japan taking the top spot. Okada. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Taking second spot, Will Ospreay. Yeah. Yeah. So those two work for me. MVP from Mexico taking the top spot, Hijo del Vikingo. <laughs> yeah. 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 Number two, Mystical. Andrew's like, I don't even know. Mystical is actually former uh, Sincara. Yeah. And the original Sinkara. Original Sinkara. Yeah. Not Botchkara. Yeah. <laughs> and taking the third spot, Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He should have been number one. Just because you know him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just because yeah. that way you could have been. I know that guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, MVP. I still think he's the best liar in the world. You can make that argument, yeah. And I, I, I could see, I could see why. 
you know what? I heard him say he was the best li liar in the world. No, flyer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is he talking about? <laughs> All right. Uh, MVP for Europe, taking that top spot, Will Ospreay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, taking the second spot, Michael Loku. Which, sure. And number three is Ricky Knight Jr. So, hell yeah. That's topping off that list. Uh, the Hodge Award, which is non-heavyweight MVP. Taking the top spot on that. Hijo del Vikingo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second, Taking the second spot, Darby Allen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because he's everywhere. And number three, Desperado. Yeah. And here's where I have another issue. <laughs> so so I probably will too. Women's wrestling MVP. I think all oh, three of them will. Don't say it. Okay, number one is Siuri. So Okay. Okay. I, I can I can believe that. Who's from Japan? Yeah. Yeah. Number two is where my issue is. It, is it? I haven't looked at it. Is it Jay Cargo? No, but it's it's the other carbon copy, Bianca Bell. Yeah, okay. oh. yeah. And number three, Jamie Hader. Okay. Uh, I would put Jamie Hader over Bianca. Yeah. In fact, I, I don't think Bianca should be long in that top. No, I, I I don't think, but. It is what it is. Like I said, people have issues with this list, but then yeah. agree with some of it. So, the best box office draw in pro wrestling, hmm. I, I have issues with. Fine, fuck it. I'm just gonna read them off. Number one, Roman Reigns. Again, Sami Zayn. Only because of Sami Zayn. Yeah, I would have said bloodline. Yeah, because Roman with Sammy and the Usos—it's all because Roman by himself. No. Okay, so I want to guess. Are we talking before, or after the split? Or are we just talking for the whole year? For the whole year, the, the whole year, it has to be the whole bloodline. Yeah, it can't be just Roman. Agreed. All right. So I want to guess from both of you as to who number two is. And I'm pretty sure y'all aren't going to get it. Think, think, think hard about who you're answering to. That's the only hint I'm going to give you. I think I just gave it away, but fuck it. I know who it probably should be, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who should it be? Mox <laughs> oh. should be. Okay, you think it's gonna be you think it should have been Mox. Yeah. Fair. So Ooh. I guess that means it's not. It's either it's either, so so if Freddie's reading it, it's either John Cena or Bad Bunny. Take a guess. Probably, probably Cena. Cena. I, I gave it away. Cena. It's Cena. 
even though he only made them one fucking exactly, exactly, year. and it was on the last day of the year. That's why people are not taking this shit seriously. These awards are bullshit. Well, for the most part, well, some of the shit they get right, but then you got shit like this, and then at the number th- number three spot, you got CM Punk. Which controversy. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey. Maybe before July. Oh. <laughs> before September. Oh, yeah. September. Yeah. Whenever. Yeah. Well, well, that was the majority of the year, I it, guess. Yeah. If you don't like this list, just go, go at Dave Meltzer. Yeah. Oh, this is a Meltzer list. No wonder it's so fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it's a Meltzer yeah. list. It's <laughs> fucked up. Well, but, and, and, the, and then there's, sh- the, but then there's stuff like this, though. Feud of the year. FTR versus the Briscoes. Yeah. Yeah. You got it right. And I, even though it ended in controversy, (laughs) I I like number two, I sort of agree with as well. CM Punk versus MJF. That was good shit. Yeah. And and that was, that was months before all the, all the brawl out stuff happened. So yeah. 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 That was good. And I agree with the third one as well, even though they spelled it wrong. So I'm going to read it how they spelled it. (laughs) Taking the number three spot, our newcomer on this list, never before heard of this guy, Corey Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. (laughs) A little typo there. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This man's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) How can we have the feud of the year not include the best story of the year? How can you have the best feud of the year and not include anything that has to do with the bloodline at all? (laughs) Again, that's where this falls apart a little bit. Because I understand FTR Briscoes, right? I under I even I even understand for how epic it was, even though it ended in disaster. CM Punk MJF, mm, yeah, whatever. Ah, the, the promos <laughs> were fire, bro. Yeah, bloodline is better. Fire. Bloodline is better, and, and and it actually started started in twenty twenty one. The the night before Thanksgiving, when when CM Punk called MJF a less famous Miz, yeah. But hey, we got there. So, yeah, I, like you said, that's where it kind of falls apart a little bit. So, most improved top spot on that is the acclaimed. Yeah, I saw that. I agree with that. I agree with it as well. Uh, most cares. Wait, have they improved or have they just become faces instead of heels? Most improved. <laughs> improved. Right. I'm, I'm saying, did they improve or have they just become faces and everybody likes them now? Uh, they definitely improved, I they would improved say. as far as like in ring. Yeah. I don't know if they did. I just think they became faces and everybody likes them instead of hating them. No, I think they definitely uh, improved. 
<laughs> cool. <laughs> I still would uh, put them as most improved. For all right, who who would you put as most improved? I don't know. It's not them. <laughs> all right, Jamie. Well, she's she took the third. She's third on that list. Um, about somebody like Willow Nightingale. Still kind of fresh. Yeah. And hasn't been around enough, I think. But yeah, I could see what you mean. Dominic. Oh, no. Wait. No. Hook. Hook. <laughs> yeah. Hook. <laughs> hook. Hook over Dominic. Yeah. Dominic would know what to do if Hook was standing in front of him. I think Dom- Dominic would win the least improved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Going back. Two, three he years. Didn't, he, yeah, he's he going backwards. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's what prison does to you. <clears throat> for <laughs> for most charismatic. Christian. Oh. No. Not Captain uh, Charisma. No, it's the charismatic enigma. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff <Hardy. laughs> All right. <laughs> Number taking the top spot on most charismatic. MJF. I would have put him at number two. Yeah. And I would have put number two at number one. Being Sami Zayn. Yeah. Yes. And number three, I don't acknowledge you on this list, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Roman Reigns. uh, Without the rest of the bloodline, Roman Reigns would have... as much personality as he did back in 2016. Yeah. I will say he 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 might be one of the ones that has gotten better on the mic than he was back then. I mean, he's gotten better, but he's still not anywhere near the level of a Sami Zayn or MJF. But he has gotten better. But if it wasn't for the Sami Zayn in this storyline... It wouldn't where would be this, where it's at. Where would the storyline be without Sammy Zane? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to give you a wild, one wild guess as to who won the Brian Danielson Best Technical Wrestler Award. Well, I already saw it. it was it was it Brian Danielson? Yes. <laughs> He's won it Brian, for the 11th time. Yeah. Brian Danielson won the Brian Danielson Award. Yeah, that's the best, the best technical wrestler. Must yeah. be tough <laughs> having to win your own award. I mean, yeah. it's always been dominant. It's either Brian Danielson or or Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, and and in a third, it, it was Daniel Garcia. So I'm guessing Zack Sabre Jr. was second. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, Daniel Garcia, that's a good shout. I like that. Yeah. And we don't we don't have to say it because you already did for the Bruiser Brody Memorial Award. Yeah, that was John Moxley. But this is a top tier list. Top three, though. So it's John Moxley. Then it's Ishii. Then it's Minoru Suzuki. Like, (laughs) what the fuck is that list? Murder Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, Murder Grandpa. Fucking still 
hurting the shit out of people. And yes, yes, Ishii can brawl with the best of them too. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with those three. I I want to see a trip. Now I want to see that triple threat, that three way. That uh, <laughs> John Mox, John Moxley, Ishii, and Suzuki. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. As soon as I saw those three names there, I was like, "Who? That would be a match." Forbidden door. Yes. Forbidden door, please. Yeah. All right. Andrew's going to agree with best flying wrestler. <laughs> e- even though El Hijo del Vikingo look, took the top spot. Still, you need to look him up, bro. He's good. Yeah. Uh, taking the second place is Ray Phoenix. And third spot, Dante Martin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And somebody we might, might want to consider for future reference. Okay. Jake Paul. <laughs> or Logan Jake, Paul. Logan Paul. Paul. Logan. Get, <laughs> yeah. Get your Pauls right. I know. Get I'm your Pauls right. <laughs> My Pauls. Oh. <laughs> Tall Paul. <laughs> Tall Paul. <laughs> okay. So I, I I spoke I spoke to Johnny about this part of the list. Most overrated. <laughs> he, That's easy. Okay, if, who's who's most overrated? Jade Cargill. Not even on the top three. I know that's why Melzer was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so taking the top spot on most overrated is Ronda Rousey. I don't think she don't, should be in that spot. No, no. The That's only re- Melzer's an idiot. And I'm and and I'm going to be completely honest. And some people are going to hate what I'm going to say. I even bumped my mic. I'm getting I'm getting a little bit excited here. Uh, okay. The reason Ronda Rousey is on the top five for the most overrated is. Because people hate her. Right. Like, hate that she came from MMA into pro wrestling, had a magnificent first year, and has kind of fizzled out since then. And they just think she's shit. He's... I don't think he goes by... (laughs) He just goes by what the fans think. He, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, we should have, like, we should listen to us at times, but sometimes we're wrong. And that, this is one of those cases. And number two is Tyrus, which, sure. I don't who know who cares for Tyrus. He's uh, the NWA champion. Oh. And he's a, and and he he's overrated because everybody just talked about how how much of a shit wrestler he is. Yeah, and number three, Roman Reigns. No, sure. <laughs> that that's where you want to put him. Fine. No, like, he doesn't need to be there though. No, like he's not the best either, but he's. He's certainly not the most overrated, no. 
No. <clears throat> now to most underrated on uh, taking the top spot, Takeshita. Which he's working his way up. Yeah. So we just gotta give him some time. And he's already proven he can he can go. So he's yeah. just gonna keep on growing. I could see him being rookie of the year next year. Yeah. Uh, taking the second spot, Chad Gable. Give him a more serious character, yes. and yeah, he won't that. be as underrated. Put him in AEW. Yeah. And watch him fly up that list. I don't think he's underrated. He's Everybody knows how great of how good he could be. So that's not underrated if everybody knows how good of a technical wrestler you are. <laughs> It's just the character need to they, be utilized better. Yeah, they need to give him a serious character. And so number, so that's yeah. not underrated to me because everybody knows how good he could be. Most people know. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, uh, he's, number he's in the Olympics for crying out loud. And okay, <laughs> number three, I think you can make the same argument for that you just made for Chad Gable, Ricochet. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of high flyers. Yeah. yeah he, he, Everybody he, knows he, how good he is. That's not underrated. I know they don't give him the, accurate, the uh, chances to perform like the titles and stuff that he could probably do, but he's out there every week, isn't he? How's it underrated? <laughs> yeah. And, and Andrew's going to get Twitter just so he can tweet Dave Messer. <laughs> No, I'm not. He'll make the intern know, get it. Yeah. I just know Meltzer's an idiot. <laughs> he'll make the he'll make the intern get it, but on his wife's phone, just so he doesn't get all the notifications. <laughs> I'll make the intern get it on his phone. Or that that's yeah. that's an easier battle yeah. to win. Yeah, smart man. That that's why you're married <laughs> and we're not. <laughs> okay, rookie of the year. I'm gonna go directly to two and three. Because I want y'all to think of a guess for number one while I'll tell you two and three. Taking the second spot, Hook. Uh, okay, I mean, I can't really, you can't really call him a rookie anymore. That was last year. And I think he, he did win last year. Yeah. Uh, taking the third spot, Logan Paul. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because he's shocked us. So I can see why he would be in the top three. Number one just falls way out of place for me. And so I'm going to give you all a hint again, which might give it away. Deserves a name change. Needs the name change, is what I should have said. Braun Breaker? There you go. I can agree with that. Yeah. 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 Like I I said, when we did our picks for the year, he's been here, what, a year? And he's been NXT champion for, what, 10 months of that? (laughs) Yeah. 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 He, yeah, I could see that. Like I said, just, and it's something you've said here, I've said. 
Johnny said we all three of us have said it. Name change. Acknowledge who he is. Acknowledge who his father is. Let him use that name. Yeah, let him be Rex Steiner. Or or Braun Steiner. Yeah. Something Steiner. He can be a superstar on the main roster. Yeah. You just give him the acknowledgement of his family. Which, hey, they they have changed some names lately now that they're going on the main roster. So that's one of the name one of the things they could do. If they bring him up. They talk about hell, even Dom and Charlotte brought up the other day yesterday. We are generational stars. We have parents that were in this business. Yeah. And we and it makes so it just makes sense to have him go back to his family name. It'd make him like, and look at Cody, look at Roman, look at the, all the, the bloodline. It makes yeah. sense to do it. Yeah. When when you have that lineage, it, it makes sense. Just do it. All right. I, I know you didn't want to jump on NXT as Brian Steiner and you wanted to prove yourself. You've done that. Now it's time yeah. to go back to your name. Yeah. Now acknowledge who you are. Yeah, that's what I would do. All right. Best non-wrestler, taking the top spot there, Paul Heyman. Uh, yes. I was going to guess Paul Heyman. Yes. Second? His face. Yeah. William Regal. Yeah. Okay. Third? <laughs> Don Callis. I guess. I mean, if he needed to. Put somebody at third. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna leave it at yeah. <laughs> Best television announcer taking oh, the top I, spot. I saw that. Kevin Kelly. Yes, I I, I agree. I, I I know y'all don't y'all y'all haven't heard many New Japan events. I, I mean y'all heard him on on Forbidden Door, but yeah, he's he's really good considering. Uh, he started out as a backstage interviewer in WWE during the Attitude Era. And I did tell you the other day that from the New Japan shows I have seen, I can tell how much he has grown. Yeah. So, I yeah. Uh, taking the second spot, Excalibur. Mm-hmm. And the third spot, Ian Riccoboni. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, top three, yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree with those. And for worst television announcer, I agree with two of them, and I feel bad for the other one. Is is wait? I, I haven't seen this one. The, is the one you Ross. feel bad for is Jim Ross. Is Jim Ross? <laughs> yes. Well, it's, he's you old. can't fault him for old age, man. What number is he? It's not his fault. He's the third spot. Okay. Taking the top spot. Corey Graves. But you can I don't don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. You can I would make more of an argument for who took the second spot, Booker T. Yes. I think Booker T would be number one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Booker T doesn't doesn't know anything about NXT. But I don't know if I'd agree with Corey Graves. No. No. I I would pick Put uh, Kevin Patrick on that list. 
All right. Yeah. And due to what time it is, I'm just going to name off the last couple of here real quick. Best major wrestling show, Forbidden Door. Okay. I could see it. Yeah. Worst major wrestling show, Royal Rumble. Yes. <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't good. No. Best wrestling maneuver, Hidden Blade by Will Ospreay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all a quick a quick guess on most disgusting promotional tactic. Uh, is it uh, contract tampering? Close. Close, but no. Uh, Vince McMahon appearing on the television, on television for a crowd pop after sexual misconduct allegations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst television show, Raw. Well, worst okay. match, worst match of the year, Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, worst feud of the year, The Miz versus Dexter Loomis. Yeah. Worst promotion of the year, WWE. <laughs> I don't best, know half this stuff. <laughs> best best booker, Tony Khan, which we already said. Yeah. Promoted of the year, Tony Khan. Best gimmick, Sami Zayn. Worst gimmick, Maximum Male Models. <laughs> yeah. They haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah. And... That was it. So yeah, it, it was a pretty shit list. There yeah, was plus, some good things here and there. Well, it's Meltzer. What do you expect? Give, yeah. Give me. Will, give me Dio Madden and, and Men, Mentor. <laughs> yeah, I will ask you a small favor, and I don't know what y'all can fill time with, but just uh, speak amongst yourself for a second, and I'll be back. Okay. So Raw is the worst show. I... Uh, I mean, we just said the other earlier that we had put put Raw oh. above Rampage. How can Raw be the worst show if you had put it above Rampage? Right. <laughs> so Raw should be the worst show. I mean, Rampage is mainly bad because it's it's in a bad time slot. You know, it's it's a Friday night. It's after after SmackDown. You know, if you're on the East Coast, it's at ten o'clock at night. It's a Friday night, so you know a lot of people right. are, are out anyway. Um, I mean, um, Raw. You know, they've had their bad moments, not as much as when Vince was around, but it's 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 had, you know, it's it's ups ups and downs, but it's it's been better than it was. Yeah. And yeah, Tony Khan, he's won the best booker three years in a row and best uh, four like four said, years. Like I said, <laughs> if you make Jade Cargill fifty three and oh and no <laughs> losses, you don't need to be best booker. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. Do you think she should be fifty three and oh? No. Exactly. So how can he be best booker if he booked that crap? (laughs) 
So they say this. Uh, like AEW, I said, we don't even have to give it to. Yeah. You don't even have to give it to WWE. You could give it to the New Japan, somebody in New Japan, or Impact. Yeah. So this uh, this new AEW All Access show, I heard some people say because it's going to replace the uh, the the slap fight show, power slap, power slap. Yeah, that you could you could uh, have a it could be a, a similar show just hosted by Jeff Jarrett and just called Slap Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I remember bringing yeah. that up. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it wouldn't hurt, man. A lot of those last few years. Actually, it would off, hurt. I don't agree with. It would hurt. Remember like slapping the nuts? Yeah. Like I was telling Johnny, how can Raw be the third worst show when everybody wants it above Rampage as the third best show? Yeah. Let, hey, man. You, you said it yourself. This list is shit. Like he, it, it he makes sense. Half, he hits on a quarter of it, he sh- or half of it, whatever. I don't care. Half of it he doesn't know, knows very well. Half of it, it's shit. It's stupid. Sh- stupid as shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that and that's the. And how many people agree happened. with that statement? So many. Exactly. So why <laughs> do we even go by what he says anymore? We're not. <laughs> exactly. He he's he's getting out of touch with the product. He's like Vince's he man. Yeah, he's he he's been he's been around as long as Vince. He's been doing this since the early eighties. Yeah. Does he even yeah. watch the shows he's commenting about? He, <laughs> I, I would say no. I, I mean, considering he he, he gives every match a star rating, so I don't know if it's possible to watch every damn match. On every show out there, it's kind of like the people, like the people that run CageMatch.net, because CageMatch, if you look, they show you a, a list of every wrestling event that went on in the world on on, on any day, and it shows you the whole card rundown, who won what match, and how long it went. It it's gotta take like a whole team to go through all those stats. Yeah, and that and that's what I was about to say. Does he have a team he, do this for him? I mean, it's just uh, well, I know Brian Alvarez is. Yeah. I don't know who else. He probably has a close group of people that come to him and just be like, "Hey, look, this match here, this was a five star." Yeah, and that's what he goes by. But does and, he? I don't, and he probably is, watches mainly the main the main promotions. Yeah, <clears throat> mainly just WWE. Let's be real. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, then, Billy like, does a hard on for AEW too. So, and not as much as WWE. <laughs> well, not if. Well, he has to if he gives Tony Khan Booker of the Year. But that that's that's an obvious one, though. I would no, say no. It's not. I, I don't explain this. This is not obvious. It's, 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 it is. No, not if Jade Cargill is still 53 and 0 and you're still your champ. But be Booker of the Year. as a whole. No, but you got to consider the good with the bad. You can't just say, oh, let's just cut this one part out. And let's look at the rest of it. It's good. No, that's not how it works. You have to consider the bad, too. And that's so bad, it deserves not to be number one. 
Okay, then I'm I'm gonna counteract you with something else. You can't you can't put over a promotion with one really good thing when the rest of it is mediocre at best. I'm not. I didn't say WWE should be number one. I said make New Japan Booker of the Year. Way to go, Gato. <laughs> you, you know win. what I'm saying? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I no. get you. I get you. <laughs> I'm not saying it should be Triple H. It could be Gato. Somebody from Impact. I don't even watch Impact. But <laughs> <laughs> Scott Demore. Whoever. <laughs> they could be number one for all I know. Billy Corgan. I just know, I just know it's not AEW. There you go. Billy Corgan. With the promotion, the way you're promoting Jade, it just can't be him. Hmm. I I wouldn't pick Billy Corgan either because he made Ty, Tyrus his champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things we could nitpick here, but yeah. we just felt like we had to go through this list because of the issues that people were having with it. And it's it's obvious that there's big issues there just because of uh, us going back and forth about it and as I'll, well. And I'll tell you how I really feel about Jade, in case you want yeah. to. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we'll all say how we really feel about Jade. Yeah. And that we've spoken way too much about her on this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was the week in wrestling, man. Ever ever since Elimination Chamber and just the way everything's gone down and leading towards WrestleMania, it, it's gonna pick up even more, even though there's only five weeks left, and it's gonna be. A real interesting time. Yeah, we also we also got Revolution next Sunday. Yeah, which I have to speak to you about the plan because I did figure some things out. Okay, but yeah, it's we got Revolution coming up next next Sunday, and then Mania a month after that, roughly. So it's going to be a very fun time, but. To see how this goes, like always, it is time to stump the brain. Okay. Roman Reigns. His reign is, I think, at 907 days as Universal Champ. It's like 325 with both of them, but let's go with the longer one. Yeah. I want to know. Who has a longer reign in history? WWE history. Four men have a longer reign. Can you name them? Four men? Yes. Well, okay. Well, obviously, Bruno San Martino. Who has two different reigns longer than that. (laughs) Bob Backlund. Hulk Hogan. Pedro Morales. Very good. <laughs> nice, nice. Bruno San Martino was his first one was two thousand eight hundred and three. His second one was twelve hundred thirty seven. Uh Pedro Morales was one thousand twenty seven. Bob Backlund was two thousand one hundred and thirty five. And Hulk Hogan was one thousand four hundred and seventy four. 
<laughs> oh, Bob Backlund with the crossface chicken wing. Yeah. <laughs> we saw him do that live. <laughs> Hell yes, we did. Yeah, we, we were we were at, yeah, at, man. WrestleCon, at WrestleCon in New Orleans, and we were standing in line for for one of the meet and greets, but we saw from far away he put somebody in, in the chicken wing. Not going to lie, made me kind of want to get that meet and greet just to be like, hey, I want what that guy got. Give <laughs> me the crossface chicken wing. <laughs> but yeah, man. It's, it's like I said, it's going to be a very interesting month, month and a half, especially with the fallout after WrestleMania if they do it right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to. We have to see how far they get and let Roman get. <laughs> yeah. Compared to these I, other guys. I think Friday is going to be very defining as to what's going to happen. I think this next week is going to define a lot going into WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, so we're just going to have to wait and see. And especially... Gonna, is Roman going to lose it or is she going to keep it at WrestleMania? It would be a bad move, move if, if he kept it. Yeah. I would say he definitely has to lose it. So... That's just what we hope for and what we know a lot of people hope for as well. So, And like I said, WWE is going to have to put up a hell of a week in shows because of it also being the go-home week for Revolution. They're definitely going to want to step their game up. So we'll have to see how that goes. But like always, if you have any questions or comments, WrestleLost at gmail.com, WrestleLost on Facebook, and don't forget to give us a follow here on Twitch and on YouTube. We are live all over the place now. And don't forget to follow, subscribe, do all that jazz. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. Hope everybody enjoys the rest of their weekend, and we will see you all next week. See you next week. Check you later.